This is the Danny Britt Show, a weekly look at Benedictine Cadets football on WSEG Savannah Hilton Head. Now, here's your host, Christian Gokel. Welcome into the Danny Britt Show. Christian Gokel, glad to have you alongside as we are recapping a big 52-7 homecoming win for your cadets over Southeast Bullock. Benedictine now sits at 5-2 overall, 2-0 excuse me, uh, in Region 3, 4A. Joining us as he does uh, every Monday, the head football coach of your cadets, Danny Britton. Coach, I know uh, always a special week for you guys welcoming in uh, all of the previous classes, all the alumni, uh, all the great cadets uh, from so many wonderful years. Always cool to see those guys. Oh, definitely. It's 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 amazing uh, to see the guys come back and see what all they've done. And, you know, certainly when you see them and they have families and, and uh, you know, children of their own, and, and it's really special. Now, I want to start today uh with kind of an exercise uh for the people out there listening uh, just a little history for the the Danny Britt coaching philosophy because we were we were talking about this after the game 52 to 7 the final score and a really efficient night on offense but the joke that I made is it's amazing what happens when you start using the buck sweep and build everything off of that uh coach you've told me before that's kind of what this offense is built around for those out there who don't know what that is can you kind of explain what the buck sweep is yeah, definitely. Uh, well, we you know we built our offense in a multiple fashion to be able to do things, but uh, it's, it's based off of certain principles, and one of those is the wing tee principle and and running the the buck sweep, which is just a foundational football play that um, that you know where you you are. You, you are uh, crossing in the backfield to get a little bit of a different look, and then uh, you're giving the ball, and you're pulling two guards, and you're down, 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 and kick out and, and, and fold underneath. And, and uh, it's just a very basic football play. Um, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, Vince Lombardi talking about student body right. That's not exactly student body right, but it's, it's the same type of just very functional football play. And for fans out there who are, are kind of trying to think of it in a modern sense, I know Ohio State with Urban Meyer ran it all the time with Ezekiel Elliott, but even recently Alabama uh, has kind of adopted it with Jameer Gibbs uh, out of their set just to try to get some sort of power run game. And what I've always loved about it, Coach, and you guys have plenty of these on your team, is it gives you a chance to just hand the ball to a great athlete and let them use their abilities to make a play. It definitely. It's something that, I mean, you know, remember John Wesley Kennedy uh, ran it to perfection so many times because, you know, the whole concept is you're getting a bunch of bodies out there uh, leading up for them. And, and when you get a back who can be patient and then explode into the hole, clean your cleats, so to speak, is what, it, you know, the wing T term is, and accelerate into that hole, it can be a beautiful thing. Now, what does that allow the rest of the offense to do when you can run that well? Yeah, once you do that, then it opens up so much because you have to be able to to defend that and play that, and then of course you have play action off of that. But it just, it just, it makes it very hard, especially I think for us, because if we can do those things well, and then as multiple as we can be uh, with our offense and our offensive formations, it just it gives a defense a lot to have to work work against yeah so just something for the cadets fans out there to watch uh, as you watch this team going forward just when you see uh, a couple of guards pulling and so a lot of dudes out in space and you see that running back make that cut that's what we're talking about here uh but coach a hugely successful night for your offense and i know we talked about this in the post game show uh but just kind of the tone was set on the opening kickoff you kick the ball uh they kick the ball excuse me to thomas blackshear and about 
10 yards away from the end zone, and he takes it deep into their territory. I thought that really just kind of slanted the field from the beginning. Definitely, and we had said on Monday we installed kick return, and, and we only have a couple of ways we do it, but because so many people pooch kick and that sort of thing, we have to have several different designs uh, to return. And uh, I said, but, hey, if they kick it deep, we're going to score. And I said, but they won't kick it deep to, to number two or number one for us. And uh, and they did on the opening kick. And, of course, um, there was some great blocking in there. The guys dropped back and, and set a wedge. And I think uh, we had three hit men on that one play. Uh, pancake blocks is the best way to say it. Uh, Ionone had one, Glover, and I believe Hardy had had all of those guys had uh, pancake blocks on that. So it wasn't just him. It was good blocking. And then, of course, he's got the ability to to take it any time. Now, of course, we're going to pick on him in film about getting caught. <laughs> yeah, I thought the kicker kind of slowed him down a little bit, and then he let one of the uh, coverage guys kind of just trip up his ankles a little bit. But, again, set you up in really good position and then able to execute in the red zone. Luke Cromanhawk on the night. Four touchdown passes, Coach, uh, to a multitude of different guys. What did you see out of your quarterback on Friday? Yeah, Luke uh, did a great job and, um, you know, sat in there. Of course, he was getting pretty good protection most of the night, but sat in there and, and, and you know, delivered the ball on point most most all night. Uh, I had him ended up 15 to 20 for 250 yards and four touchdowns. So, I uh, didn't have to run him but twice, and then we didn't actually call the runs. He, he – uh, you know, he pulled it down, and one time was just trying to preserve the clock in the two-minute situation. So, uh, you know, I thought Luke did a great job, and he's, as we've talked about all year, he's going to continue. Every time he takes a rep, he's getting better. I was going to bring that up, Coach. I'm glad you did. The two-minute drill at the end of the first half, you guys up uh, by a good margin there towards the end of the second quarter, and they punt the football away. And before that, you call a timeout. I know a lot of people are like, Man, like a minute 30 left in the first half. We're calling a timeout when we're up by like three or four scores. But uh, talking to Kevin during the game, I thought, man, this is a perfect opportunity uh, to work on a two-minute drill situation. And then your offense came out there and ran it to perfection. Definitely. And and I, I, I thought about it because I don't want to be a jerk, you know, and, and it wasn't about scoring necessarily at that moment. It was about getting the work, and we have to do it. You have to get that work. There's only so many opportunities. And so I saw that opportunity, and I called the timeout, and I told the official we're going we're gonna, to you know, work the two-minute drill here. And we were literally just trying to get into field goal ranks, kick another field goal. And once we did, I told the Phillips, I said, well, I'm comfortable with a field goal from here, so, you know, take a shot. And, and that's, 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 that's normal football, and you got to work on it. And I thought the guys did a great job with it. And then just – Offensively, on the we had talked about the offensive line. You said good protection for the most part throughout the game, but uh, some miscommunications just on maybe some stunts we haven't seen before from a defensive line and a good front for Southeast Bullock. But uh, it just seemed like there were some guys running free on a few plays. Yeah, there was. I mean, one they have had a nose guard. They put a nose guard there who's very athletic, very quick, and then apparently um, from my track coaches were telling me he's a track guy. So he gave uh, Lawrence a fits up there, and and uh, uh, so so he was causing a lot of that. Um, small guy that can just be really really quick and, and cause problems. So uh, they did that, and then yeah, they ran a few stunts and blitzes that got us a little bit uh, messed up but again that's that's work and those guys are getting better every time now a chance in the second half coach to let some of the backups play but I thought 
more importantly, I know I know it's cool to get those guys out there who work so hard in practice and, and get a chance to play on Friday Night Lights in front of the fans, but more importantly in terms of future success for the team, I thought really important to get Houston Jackson uh, some live fire reps in a game. We haven't really had a chance to do that so far this season, and we're one kind of rolled ankle away uh, potentially from him having to step up and lead the team. Without a doubt, and we haven't had any chance to do any of that. The games where – you know, we were ahead and could have could have done that. We're ready to do that. Got canceled, and then um, so we just haven't had that opportunity really. So uh, we did. Um, we'll get better at that too. Uh, you know, there's some things I want to do better with that. But very good to get Houston reps, uh, get him out there, get him some live stuff. I mean, obviously, uh, he's a very different quarterback than than Luke. Uh, but uh, you know we, we, he works every day in practice, and but there's nothing like those real live game reps. And Houston Jackson able to drive the team down there at the end of the game and put up another touchdown for the Cadets again, a 52 to seven win. We're going to take a quick break, come back, take a look at the defense, and then take a quick look at Wayne County coming up this Friday night. All that up, all that coming up next, right here on the Danny Britt Show. More Benedictine Cadets football. The Danny Bridge Show. Recapping a big 52-7 win over Southeast. Bullet Christian Gokel alongside the head football coach for your cadets, Danny Britton. Coach, on the defensive side of the ball, uh, interesting to start the night off with. Joshua Page a little bit banged up. So you have a freshman in there, Michael Williams, stepping up at that safety position. Uh, you've had a chance to kind of go back now and look at uh, the tape. How did he perform in his first ever start? Look, I did well. He... Um... He got in on a number of tackles and, and played fairly physically. That's something he's going to have to work on, which is to be expected when you're a freshman. You know, with that physical, strong safety uh, spot, um, you know, as far as athletic ability, he's got plenty. Um, stopped his feet, as we talked about in the postgame show, and uh, still was able to break it up. But if the quarterback had put it, had led the receiver, he'd have been beat. So we got to really continue to work on moving, you know, taking his pre, you know, his read steps and, and doing, you know, a better job with that. But uh, he, I thought he did good. He actually, um, if I'm not mistaken, had, you know, his, I think five tackles, actually six tackles, which uh, led the team this, this week. Several of those were on special teams. What a good performance and good to have that depth uh, in the secondary as well. And coach, a uh, guy who's played a lot of snaps for you, Cody Brinson, I think it's becoming interesting. The more and more that he's getting out there with game reps uh, as a starter, it just, it seems like the ball is starting to find him. He did. He made another really good play on that. You know, the ball, he, he was right in position. He took his steps exactly like he was supposed to weaved over the top. It was a, it was a slant, and they overshot the slant, and he was right there in position to, to dive and make a good good catch on the ball. So Cody's, uh, you know, taking the coaching and has, you know, had a lot of reps, played a lot of football for us now, and, and doing a really good job with, with what he does. And I know we've spoken a lot about the Jeremiah Thomases and the Cole Simeons, but the, the defensive ends for you guys, third Scroggins, uh, and Elijah Alexander, guys, I think, Coach, that it just seems week after week are getting more and more pressure. Definitely. Both of those guys have tons of talent. Obviously, Elijah is a senior that has, has he kind of progressed late, but is doing a really good job physically, has a lot of talent, good size. Uh, he was getting a good bit of pressure. And then third uh, was as well and um, actually came up with a sack for us. So, uh, you know, both of those guys are getting better every time they step on the field as well. And both of them have, have a, good, a lot of talent. 
And then, Coach, on special teams, we, we learned on Friday night that you don't have just one or two kickers, but three who could put the ball into the end zone on kickoffs. We actually have four, to be honest. There we go. <laughs> so, uh, but, yeah, we do. We do. Um, you know, uh, 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 Connor Graham came in, and he, he does a good job. I mean, he's a really good kicker and would be the starting kicker at so many different places. We just have these guys, you know, and unfortunately they're all in the same grade. Uh, now we got a, a, a sophomore, Connor Ferguson, who's really good, too, who will be coming up in the ranks later. But, uh but yeah, I was so glad to get him in and see him be able to hit the touchbacks and, and he, he kicked a couple of extra points and he certainly deserves it. He works hard and, and as as they all do. And coach coming up this Friday night a game against Wayne County, and I know uh maybe fans who've been watching recent seasons think, Okay, Wayne County, there's another win for the cadets, but J Bo Shaw, uh, another Georgia Southern guy, has come in there and taken over that program and, and they call it J Bo Ball and it's apparently working. The Yellow Jackets right now six and one on the season. Their lone loss uh, to Brooks County in an away game, but they look at their uh, resume here. They've shut out Appling County, uh, beat up on a really good Statesboro team, uh, and then then this past weekend beat New Hampstead by a touchdown. So this might be a game uh, for the driver's seat in the region title race. Yeah, and definitely in the uh, Abel's Eye on a More Scouting Report, we've learned that each game plan requires a different approach depending on the specific opponent. Investing is really pretty similar. Each of us has our own needs based on our particular situation. That's what AIMA does. They design investment strategy around your circumstances. Contact them at 912-777-4128 to get more information. Uh, definitely Wayne County is a um, very, very much improved football team. And last year, let's be honest, when you watched them run out there, we were like, good Lord, they look beautiful. I mean, look better than anybody. And, um, uh, you know, getting some new blood in there, and J-Bo does a great job, uh, certainly. Uh, so they're playing really well. And, you know, I, I think I don't pay much attention to rankings and stuff, but I think they're ranked in the state as well. And so, yeah, it's definitely, you, you know, coming down to, you know, who's got the driver's seat, and this, this is going to be a big game uh, to determine that. And that one's going to be in Memorial Stadium, Coach. And when it comes down to what they're able to do well, what have you guys kind of identified uh, early here in the scouting report? They do a lot. They do a lot well. They run the ball well, and, and uh, they, they can you know give you some multiple looks there. Uh, can throw the ball well. Got a young quarterback uh, who we saw in JV last year who, who does a, a good job, throws a very catchable ball, and they have receivers. They have huge lines of scrimmage. So um, defensively, they play, play fast and have have athletes. So uh, they do a lot of things well. So it's going to be a big challenge. I know probably going to be outweighed by 30, 40 pounds across the lines of scrimmage in this one, Coach, but it seems like that's something you guys are used to at this point. Is it, is it coaching? Is it just the, the mentality from the players? How are you guys consistently able to deal with that? Yeah, I mean, we, we are. We're always outweighed, always. And, yeah, I do. I think it is coaching, and I'm not talking about myself here. I'm talking about the uh, assistant coaches, I think, on the offensive line. You look at that line last year, and, 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 and you know, we won a state championship with guys. You know, we had a tackle that was 205 pounds. And, uh, but just now he, the other part that comes in is, the training, the, the weight training, the physical training that we put them through for four years, the, the way we practice, and then the scheme. Understanding there's things you're not going to do. You're not going to. That 205-pound guy 
ain't going to just take a 300-pound guy and just literally just drive him off the ball every time. We have to we have to scheme and knowing what our what our talents are. Again, that one coming up 7:30 on a Friday at Memorial Stadium. If you can't make it out to the game, you can always catch it on 104.3 or 1400 there in Savannah. Coach, before we let you get out of here, pretty successful weekend this past weekend for the state of Georgia. Uh, Georgia gets a win. Georgia Southern gets a win, and then the Falcons win yesterday. But most importantly in there, Georgia Southern with the upset of uh, top 25 James Madison. What is it about Statesboro, man? It just seems like any time a team uh, with that top 25 ranking comes in, something happens in Paulson. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, it was electric. I... I wanted to go. I talked to my buddies, but it's just you get so exhausted. It's just it's so tiring to on Saturdays. And uh, uh, but yeah, that that stadium gets electric, and apparently it was a great crowd, and and, and they were excited, and, and and they're doing a great job. I mean, really, uh, you know, the, the roster is still somewhat depleted compared to what they're going to eventually have. So I'm just so proud of them and what they're doing. And yeah, to to pull off that upset was big. And, um, you know, I think it's just a sign of things to come. When in your life would you have heard Georgia Southern wins a football game with 12 yards of rushing? <laughs> I know. Isn't it amazing? I, I, I go back to, 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 you know, when Coach came in and, um, you know, I had said something to him about, hey, are we going we gonna to actually start throwing the forward pass? Uh, I think it's time. He laughed at it, you know, and, and, and we were just joking. And then I go to the Georgia clinic, and he's speaking, and he's talking about four verticals. <laughs> and I just continued to laugh, and we joked about that. But that's what they're doing, and, and, and uh, Van Treese was spinning it all over the place. So uh, that's that's exciting because uh, that, they can run the ball too, you know. Um, so it's exciting to, to see what's happening. Yeah, Georgia Southern now in contention for a bowl game when a lot of people didn't expect them to win more than one or two games this season. So some fun stuff happening in Statesboro. A lot of fun stuff happening in Savannah. Again, a big one coming up. You have 6-1 and one, Wayne County coming in to take on the cadets. 7.30 on Friday. Just really, again, for the driver's seat in the region title chase. Coach, we appreciate the time, man. We'll see you out there on Friday. Yes, sir. Thank you. More Benedictine Cadets football, the Danny Britt Show. Welcome back into the Danny Britt Show. Christian Gokel, glad to have you alongside. And like we do every week, catch up with a member of your cadets. This week, we're joined by a senior. He plays wide receiver and outside linebacker for your cadets. James Moore joining us on the program. James, we appreciate you taking the time, man. Thank you for having me. And a reception for James this past Friday night for your cadets in the big 52-7 to win there uh, over Southeast Bullock. Take us back, man. I know uh, always a special day, but now when you're a senior uh, going through homecoming, what was this past Friday like for you? Oh, well, it was it was a good game, especially for the team as a whole. You know, we um we had some adversity throughout the week, you know, at our teammate, but, you know, we overcame, dedicated this game for him, actually. You know, we all came together as a team. It brought us together. So, you know, we played good after that. And you had mentioned that. And for Cody uh, in in that game, playing for him, I know he was still in the hospital on Friday uh, when you guys were FaceTiming him. What kind of extra incentive did that give to you guys? Oh, you know, it had everybody excited, you know, especially to see him talking, you know, sitting up. And, you know, he's ready to get back. So we know that since he can't be out there, we got to do everything for him. So that motivated the team a lot. 
and a really a special game this past Friday night. But taking a look at the season as a whole, I know uh, last year you were a member of that state championship team, but coming in as a senior this year, uh, replacing a lot of really good guys from this pat or from the past season. Uh, what kind of extra pressure is on you as a senior uh, trying to lead this team? Well, you know, um, early on in the season, we played some high caliber teams. You know, we um, that showed us like the potential that this team has. You know, everybody coming together after those uh, those losses after, um, from those big teams. You know, it showed us the potential we have for the rest of this season, even um, going on the road back to state. So that's the overall goal of this season. We're catching up with James Moore. He's a senior four-year cadet at a reception this past Friday night in the big win there over Southeast Bullock. And now you guys are getting ready for Wayne County, a team uh, that I know you guys have played every year since you've been in school, but uh, a team that has really turned it around. Last year, not a very good football team. Now they're coming in 6-1 and one, uh, on the season into Memorial Stadium. And this is a battle uh, really for the first seed there uh, in this region. How big of a game is it on Friday night? Uh, you know, it's every game we look at as a big game. So, you know, we're just taking it day by day. We're going to watch film, practice hard, you know, just get ready for Friday. He has been to the Danny Britt School of Broadcasting. James, before we let you get out of here, man, I know you're senior year, so you're taking a look at colleges uh, and getting ready for that next step. What does that next step look like for you? Which schools are you looking at? And once you get there, uh, what do you want to study? Um, I'm looking into some HBCUs. Um, the two I have in mind are Howard and FAMU. Um, after college, I'm thinking about enlisting into the Air Force or either the Coast Guard. Um, I'm going to try to go either into the reserves so I could be an officer. I will have to start at the bottom. Well, I know either one of them would be very fortunate to have you. James Moore, a senior four-year cadet, is going to be a big part of this team as they, like he said, uh, get ready for another state championship run. James, we appreciate the time, man. Look forward to seeing you out there on Friday. Yes, sir. Thank you. You've been listening to Danny Britt Show on 93.7 Hilton Head and Savannah AM 1400 and FM 104.3 WSEG. Tune in next week for more Benedictine Cadets football talk.